0: Texas Tells, families and businesses across North Texas are attempting to rebuild after the severe holiday storms. But some roofers and builders are being less than honest. Today, we'll talk to consumer watchdog and Dallas Morning News reporter Dave Lieber about the scams some roofers and builders are pulling across North Texas. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's the news. Almost three years after the tragic West fertilizer plant explosion, federal regulators are saying that Texas communities are still at risk. In a report released Thursday, the U.S. Chemical Safety Board said that the risk to the public from a catastrophic incident exists throughout the state, and that little had been done to prevent a future tragedy in the state. While the legislature passed some chemical safety reforms in 2015, the report said that those reforms were not entirely adequate. Texas Watch Executive Director Alex Winslow says it's time to make meaningful chemical safety reforms.
1: It's not too late for the legislature to enact common sense and meaningful reforms that will protect the public safety from a future chemical disaster like the one in West. Uh, Meaningful insurance requirements that ensure that uh, homeowners and communities are able to rebuild after a disaster, and also common sense reforms that protect the public um, from the possibility of a disaster like beefing up construction standards to ensure that uh, these volatile chemicals are not stored in combustible containers.
0: According to the report, Texas has 80 plants that store more than 5 tons of ammonium nitrate, a chemical found in fertilizer. 19 of those plants are within a half mile of a school, hospital, or nursing home. The 2013 explosion at the West fertilizer plant killed 15 people, injured 200 others, and caused an estimated 100 million in property damage. The plant was about 550 feet from a school. The U.S. Department of Justice has filed a lawsuit against Volkswagen for its use of a DEFEAT device to skirt emission controls in its diesel vehicles. The federal lawsuit follows a class action filed in 2015 by car owners. Over 600,000 vehicles with the fraudulent device were sold, violating the Clean Air Act and duping consumers into purchasing a lower performance vehicle than they paid for. However, a new bill passed in the U.S. House last month could prevent defrauded owners from holding Volkswagen accountable. H.R. 1927, or what the bill's opponents are calling the V.W. Bailout Bill, strangles the rights of consumers to form class action lawsuits by requiring that all class members suffer the same course and scope of injury. In the case of Volkswagen, experts have said that this vague term could require consumers in a class to have the same model car, the same exact device, the same emission system, or the same loss in value, or all of the above. As a result, classes will be broken up into smaller and smaller pieces, robbing consumers of their ability to band together and hold corporations accountable. Dave Lieber, consumer watchdog and Dallas Morning News columnist, is running for president. He's not fundraising, or even campaigning, really. Mostly he has a slogan, take the con out of consumer. It's a symbolic run, meant to bring attention to crooks who try to scam consumers out of their money. At the top of his platform? Preventing roofer and builder scams. In the wake of the North Texas tornado in December, many families and businesses are attempting to get a roof back over their heads. But some bad eggs are trying to take advantage of a bad situation. Dave Lieber's already found a couple of dishonest roofers and contractors lurking around North Texas. So right after the North Texas storms, you went into Rowlett and you looked for roofers and contractors who weren't doing the right thing. Um, And immediately, you said in your article that you found two companies that weren't being entirely honest. Um, How rampant exactly are these scams?
1: I I found four now. Really? Excellent. I found, yeah, there's, I found, I'm keeping a list and I'm asking people to send me. So there's four roofing scams that I've came up, come up with in the past couple weeks. And I'm sure there's a lot more. So how rampant is it? It's like, it's rampant, man. And the people in the roofing industry who are established, they complain about it all the time. They can't stand having these idiots come in and, and ruin. One roofer wrote me yesterday that he spends all his time redoing the work of, of idiots, you know.
0: Right. So what, are the most common scams that these companies are pulling on people who are trying to rebuild after a storm?
1: Well, one, one other scam I saw was a, a roofer pretending that he has a Texas license. He wrote, he has a TRCC license, 8731450. Unfortunately the TRCC closed like six years ago. So he's, I called him out on it and they took the signs down, but they were just trying to fool everybody to think they were really established. Answer to answer your question, though, the main problem is that roofers offer customers that they say, hey, you hire me and I'll pay your deductible. And right. as you know, in Texas, roofers aren't allowed to pay deductibles. But, And then they're also not allowed to negotiate with insurance companies because that's the job of a licensed public adjuster. But it's amazing how all these roofers, not all, a lot of them pretend, hey, I'll, I'll work with the insurance company for you and I'll get you a good deal. Well, that's just illegal under Texas law. And
0: so some of these I was really interested in, for example, you wrote about how Uh, they attempt to caller ID spoof. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and, and why companies would try
1: to do that? Well, with caller ID spoofing, you can pretend that you're calling, you can change the caller ID number that shows up on someone else's caller ID box when you call them. So I could call you and pretend that I'm your mother if I knew her phone number, and you'd pick up the phone thinking it was your mom and it would really be me. And so what these roofers did was they picked a number that was really common in Rowlett, Texas. They picked a number... That's used by the Rowlett Fire Department, by the local medical center and by the city hall staff, which is 972-412-XXXX. Mm-hmm. And then they started calling people in Rowlett from that number, pretending that they were local when they weren't. So right. that's, that's that's wrong.
0: So what is the harm of that look like? What happens to the consumer when these builders and roofers tell lies like this?
1: Well, sometimes, um, according to some law cases that I've seen, the consumer ends up paying money out of pocket because the insurance company, you know, finds out that something was wrong and they won't pay everything. So the consumer's stuck hold of the bag and has to pay a lot of money. And there's a really big case now that's winding its way through the court system involving the largest, one of the best-known roofing companies in Texas, Lawnsmith Roofing and Construction out of Fort Worth, where their contracts have been declared illegal going back a decade or more by a judge and because they promised to um, – to do to, to negotiation work with the insurance companies in the contract, which is illegal. Right. So now anybody that had a contract with this company, thousands of them is inv- are involved in a class action lawsuit over this illegal contract. So that just throws everything up in the air. I mean, that's just a giant cluster. You know what?
0: Right. I understand you have a little bit of personal experience with getting scammed by roofers and contractors. What exactly happened there?
1: Well, I, uh, hired a roofer, and he went and roofed the wrong house, and and he went to the house behind me and roofed that. So I got rid of him, and then I hired a second roofer, and he actually went to jail, and he filed bankruptcy. He was a thief. So I learned how to go out and hire a roofer at that point. I learned all the intricacies and vagaries of the business and began to see what a crooked industry this is in Texas.
0: What exactly can consumers do to protect themselves?
1: Well, it's not that complicated. There's a series of steps that you go through to make sure that you're hiring a roofer who's established. And it's it, you basically want to Google um, the roofer, his name and his company with the words complaints, with the word ripoff, and the word scam, just to see if anything obvious comes up. And before you hire a roofer, you want to call your local city hall and say, hey, does this roofer actually pull permits from you? Has he done work in the city? And because the honest guys go to city hall and get a permit, but the dishonest guys don't pull a permit. So you find out if you pull a permit. you can. I use a, a website called publicdata.com, and I can check someone's criminal record and also their civil court record and see if they've been sued. So I like to get the person's name, full name, and I like to get their date of birth so I can run them through publicdata.com, which costs something like $35 a year, which is really worth it. And um, let's see, you can call their supplier and say, who's your supplier? Oh, I'm going to call him and find out how you do. Hey, supplier, I'm about to hire this roofer. Does he pay his bills on time? I'd just like to know if he pays for stuff in a timely way, if he's a good guy. That kind of tells you. If the supplier says, oh, yeah, I've had problems with him, well, then you know. He robs Peter to pay Paul.
0: Right. So you're talking a lot about what a bad company looks like. Is there any way to see what a good company looks like?
1: Yeah, they have a couple of associations in Texas, the North Texas Roofing Contractors Association where I live and the Roofing Contractors Association of Texas. And, you know, anybody that joins a professional organization, I think, is a pretty serious player in that industry. I belong to four or five different journalism organizations, which I think shows that I'm really committed to the ethics of the uh, profession and take it real seriously. So you can go to these websites for uh, the Roofing Contractors Association of Texas, the North Texas Roofing Association and you can just look up members and find members from from that 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 group. Those guys pay dues every year. They attend meetings. They they adhere to a code of ethics. That shows they're serious.
0: Right. So you have discussed how you're going to fight in 2017 for licensing rules. How exactly does that benefit consumers, and what does that look like?
1: Well, so I, I pushed for a licensing bill last session. This session coming up in 2017, I'm going to push for a licensing bill not only for roofers but for general contractors too. Mm-hmm. And and I think what the compromise could come out with the Republican led legislatures, there could be a volunteer registry or volunteer certification process, just something to get these guys into a system so that when I hire one of them and they mess up, I can go back to the system, find out where they live, where their office is, and make them accountable so they can't be fly by night. They actually have to have, you know, a base in the state where they're trackable. So you know right now, you and I, Tori, could open up a home building business or roofing contract business and get a job tomorrow and without any sign ups without any without any paperwork at all you know and our our neighboring states on the Gulf Coast, like Mississippi and Louisiana, they have seriously strong roofing and contracting licensing laws, and they send people to jail, to prison in Louisiana who get away with it in Texas, one guy I wrote about Malachi Chrome. He got away with it in Texas. He scammed people. He took lots of money from people as a general contractor here. He got away with it. He goes to Louisiana. He was a 67-year-old man, sentenced to 30 years of hard labor because he robbed $100,000 from three families. He can do it in Louisiana, but he can do anything he wants here. So that's really the idea, is that these guys shouldn't be able to play these kind of games here.
0: Right, so consumers are really seeing the benefits in Gulf Coast states that have implemented these licensing rules?
1: Yeah, they have protection now that they didn't have before. So right. people think twice before they scam them because they know the prosecutors in New Orleans and in, in those towns are real serious about this construction-related uh, crime from major disasters.
0: Right. So um, I read through your column that TDI did try to do one thing. They implemented the what you call the roof squad. Uh, yeah. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, three TDI fraud investigators started running around Rowlett And Garland and anybody that they saw working on a roof, they jumped out of their car with their police shirts on and they ran up to him and they said, do you have a permit? Who are you with? What are you doing? And they were just trying to scare off um, uh, the fly by nighters. And it was a PR move. And it was fascinating to me because Texas Department of Insurance has no authority over guys standing on roofs doing roofs. Yeah. But they pretended that they did. And the roofers, of course, you know, didn't know who they were. They just saw police on the back. It was a pretty amusing way to spend a day for me because it was almost like a fantasy of mine come true. You know, here's somebody actually holding roofers accountable. Right. It was was pretty interesting.
0: And one of the things that part of the roof squad mentioned was these out-of-town roofers and contractors coming in. What is the risk of these out-of-towners?
1: Well, they start a job and they never come back and you can't find them. And you've prepaid them some money and you'll never see it again. Because they're not based here they're just guys that see an opportunity come in and do whatever they can and then take off you know they ride around in a pickup truck with a clipboard and a and a and a bluetooth in there and they look official but they're just a bunch of fly-by-nighters you know and they come in from from florida and from new mexico and arizona and mississippi after storms they're they're like storm chasers
0: one of the roof squad recommended that cities stop issuing license to out-of-staters rowlett is doing that now uh, what do you think the likelihood of other cities implementing rules like that?
1: So that's that's hopeful that there are cities looking at this. Right. They're saying the state's not going to take care of our residents, so we're going to do it. Unfortunately, there's hundreds of cities in Texas and towns, and they're not going to all do this because they don't see the need. But when a natural disaster hits and the roofs are all gone, you know it's 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 almost too late. We were I was in Rowlett and Garland yesterday, and there's about a thousand homes that have been damaged. So, you know, the tornado went for 13 miles, and it was 550 yards wide. And so you see a lot of um, tarp, blue tarp, everywhere. Blue tarp, blue tarp, blue tarp, blue tarp. The whole, the whole city of blue tarps, you know, as you drive, drive by.
0: That's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Texas Tells. All the music on today's show was performed in-house by Deputy Director Ware Wimble. Texas Tells is a production of Texas Watch. You can learn more at
1: www.texaswatch.org.